If you don't look at your trauma, your trauma will dictate most of how you show up in this world. Hey, my name is Melissa Lane, and I'm obsessed with all things self-empowerment, self-development, spirituality, and holistic healing to help you navigate this thing called life in a more fulfilled way. Ever felt like you missed the class on how life works? So did I. I'm just a regular girl who grew up not understanding how to create success, where to find fulfillment, or how to live a life that I actually enjoyed. So I went on a journey of self-discovery, and it led me to the realization that everything about living a fulfilling life can be learned. And so the Lifecraft podcast was born. Here, you'll learn how to stop letting life just happen to you and how to begin crafting a life you can actually get excited about. No topic is off limits here, from the scientific to the mystical and everything in between. Difficulties, failures, growth, victories and more are all real life happenings that myself and our guests will discuss. Think of this as your library to life where you can tune in whenever you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged to craft a life you're actually excited to wake up to. This is the Lifecraft Podcast. I am sitting at my standing desk today. That's the type of day it was and I was busy editing this episode of the podcast, my second part of my burnout journey, where I would share what I have been doing to heal my burnout or recover from the burnout. And I listened back while I was editing to the recording I made and I deleted it and I decided to start again. And I was completely overwhelmed, but I knew that if I shared that episode with you, that would not be the most authentic version of me showing up. Yes, everything I said was true. But if I had to give you more things to do while you're already experiencing burnout, that would not be the best thing for me. So welcome to the Lifecraft podcast. My name is Melissa Lane. I'll be your host today. This podcast is my passion and Creating a life that I'm actually excited to wake up to is why I'm here, why I'm doing this and hopefully serving you in the process. So in episode number 78, I shared the first part of my burnout journey. Head over to that if you want to know what symptoms and signs I ignored for a couple of months and then I realized it was burnout, how I realized I had burnout. The one thing that I realized caused my burnout um, and so much more. Go and listen to that episode. Subscribe to the podcast, please. I love having you guys here. I love seeing the numbers grow because I know that we're forming a community and we've got some great things planned for the coming months and for the years ahead for the Lifecraft community. And then leave a positive review or share your thoughts or if you've been through burnout. I love to hear your story. I love to be social on social media. So find us at the Lifecraft and just share your journey as well. So I took a break. I went to go and make some pot stickers that we'll be cooking tonight. I, I, I got myself a glass of wine to be quite honest. 
Do you hear that? That's my white wine. And I'm sitting here and it's sunset over the mountain. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I felt that this was the right, this was the right energy that I wanted to be in when I recorded this podcast. So if you go and listen to the previous episode, number 78, you'll understand that I got burnout and that's what I have been experiencing for the last couple of months and there have definitely been things that I've been doing to heal from that and I say heal from it because I see it as any other type of dis-ease that shows up in our world. I know I was listening to a podcast episode by Gabor Mate. I hope I'm saying his name right and he was talking about the culture um, when you think of something like biology or science, the culture that you put something in, the culture that you put cells in, the culture that you put an organism in. And if something happens to the organism while in that culture in the Petri dish, you don't blame the organism, you blame the culture that it has been put in. It's a toxic culture. And today I feel like When we experience things like burnout, it is just another symptom of the toxic culture that we are experiencing and that we, as I've learned from the amazing Dr. Shafali Savari, we kind of subscribe to, that we can plug out of it. And I am definitely going to be sharing with you all of the things that I've been doing these past couple of months to heal my burnout journey. Um, and things that I will probably still be doing for a couple of months. I don't know. I don't like to put a timeline on healing. I see healing as a holistic thing. Um, so it's mind, body, spirit, and all the other magical things that we are as humans. So even if it takes time, which is something that we experience in this reality, if it needs to take time to change, to manifest, to transform, I'll allow the energy to change. I always love the story that Louise Hay used to tell about wanting something new to manifest. And that's what I want to start with today. If you have burnout or if you have a loved one or someone in your life that might be experiencing burnout, you might want it to change in a heartbeat. You might want that one thing that they can do to just be themselves again. That one thing you can do to just feel powerful again, to just feel like yourself again. And I want you to... Think of it like planting seeds. Louise Hay used to say, if you're planting seeds, and say planting tomato, for whatever reason, not a lot of people like tomato, but let's say you're planting tomato seeds. The next day, you don't go and stomp on the ground or open up where you planted the seeds and say, hey, where are you? Why aren't you growing yet? Where are my tomatoes? Three days later, you're not like expecting a big harvest. You understand that when you plant the seed, And you nurture it by giving it sun and water, nutrients and all of those things. That it will produce fruit in time. And I want you to see time in that way when it comes to your burnout journey. Don't go stomp on seeds you just planted. Don't go and dig up the seeds before they've even started sprouting. Don't expect immediate changes in this reality that we live in that is dictated by what we call time. Honor time, respect time, 
be glad that when you think about a pink elephant, you don't manifest it instantly in your room. It's a good thing because we get a chance to maybe look at what we want and say, hmm, that might have not been the best thing. I might want to change what I want to create and manifest in this world. So I want you to just, just enter this conversation with that energy. Now, before we begin, I really want to encourage you, no matter what I share today, no matter what I suggest to you today, what I share about my journey, my bio-individual journey, please seek professional help from a coach or a therapist if you're experiencing burnout. Please seek professional help before making any changes to your lifestyle or diet or, or way of living. Just Understand that you're such an individual and you need individual care and that what works for one person might not work for another. And there is no one way to go about this life. And there is no one truth when it comes to healing because we all um, got into a dis-ease state, into illness, into whatever you want to call it in a different way. So that requires a different modality of healing. Find yours. This is just for inspiration. And this is really just me sharing where I'm at and what I did and why. So the previous episode that I recorded was a whole list of things. And as I said at the beginning, I was like, ooh, if I had to listen to that episode as someone with burnout, I would be tired by the end of that episode. <laughs> I would, I would really like be, you cannot give me one more thing to do, Melissa. And yes, we need to take responsibility for our health and our lives and we need to start somewhere. So as I was listening to Dr. Gabor Mate and, um, he spoke about trauma, I realized that that was it. Yes, I took time off. Yes, I identified immediate changes I could make. Yes, I, I got professional help. Yes, I identified the stresses. I found the source. I took a social media break. I did all the things, which I'm still going to share a lot more about. Yes, I, I did the meditations, but they were so difficult to do. And I didn't do them sometimes. And yes, I ate healthy. And then sometimes I didn't because it was just another thing for me to do. And I was so tired of freaking doing that I realized it was definitely looking at and honoring and healing my trauma that made the biggest difference. So this is in one of those episodes where I'm going to leave the big thing for lost. That is it. I'm still going to share something that you can do and a mindset that I want you to adopt at the end of this episode that is going to empower you and going to make you know that this is not how life is going to be forever. But if you don't look at your trauma, your trauma will dictate most of how you show up in this world. Your trauma, I always see trauma as something that really manifests through our nervous system. I know my yoga teacher, Guru Jagat, used to say that your nervous system is how you show up in the world how triggered you are, how emotional you are, are, the outburst you might get, how how you take an opportunity to either respond or react. And working with trauma is a difficult thing because I've been looking at trauma for quite some time and I've helped clients heal trauma in, in some regard. And trauma is a funny thing because it's so nuanced and 
Dr. Gabor Mate, really, you can look into his work, Google him, listen to some of the interviews that people have done with him. He talks about trauma in such a beautiful way. So really, honestly, the number one thing that I did is I worked on my trauma. So that included a plant medicine journey that was life-changing for me that I will still speak about with you when the time is right. That... (laughs) That included difficult conversations with family members that did not turn out well, where I was blocked, where I was, where I was criticized, where I was told that I was digging into the past and that I should leave the past behind me. And, and I honor that. That's not where they are. And I didn't want to trigger them in any way. I just wanted answers and healing for myself. That meant looking at my lineage in a way that I hadn't before and healing my lineage through different ways, through different modalities, from yoga to breath work um, to exercises, energetic exercises, um, Reiki, and doing things in a different way when it comes to my trauma to allow it to not only pass through my mind but pass through my body if I could put it that way so as great as it might sound you might hear my dog in the background howling he's alone here today that's why he's howling so we'll just let him be but as great as all of the things are like getting your stresses and building a support network and eating a healthy diet and doing all of those things and setting boundaries. And I promise you that if you don't look at your trauma and if you don't address it and if you don't heal it in whatever way suits you, that these things might show up again. (laughs) We, We carry so much of who we were and what we've been through with us that if we don't address that once and for all, certain things once and for all, we'll end up in the same place again. So I want to encourage you to do that first and do that with the help of a professional, with the help of a coach, with the help of a therapist. You need someone to help you do that. Your your best friend might mean, well, but she's not trained to help you. Whether it's trauma with a big T or trauma with a little T, it is your opportunity to heal. This might be your time. And this burnout might be the opportunity that you need to heal that. And I would love that for you. The next thing that I wanted to include in this episode when it came to healing my burnout was a really difficult thing. I needed to take a really radically truthful look at my life and myself and the decisions that I've made to create this. I know Tom Bellew talks about being radically honest with yourself and taking radical responsibility for your life. And it might be scary. And I know I spoke to an amazing, amazing transformational coach, Coot Blackson, and he said that the one thing that you can do to change your life is to be truthful about your situation. You don't need to take any action, but you need to take a look at your situation in a truthful way. One of the things that came up for me because I had emotional burnout 
as you will find out more about in episode 78, was the fact that a lot of my relationships were unhealthy and unbalanced because I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. So I grew up with a lot of codependency and parentification and verbal abuse. And it it was a quite dysfunctional household um, with no judgment, just absolutely. That is the reality of my situation. And they do leave imprints as you'll hear when you learn more about trauma. So one of the things that I had to take a look at was how do I show up in relationships to create this unbalance of me just giving and not even allowing someone to give back to me, not knowing how to receive. And then which relationships in my life were really unbalanced where I had to either speak with the person or let them go. So some of my relationships, I had to sit people down like my my amazing partner. I know when I told him I had burnout, eh, I mustn't get emotional, but I've never spoken about this before. When I told him I have burnout and and I told him like, look, I'm not just tired and I'm not just upset for no reason. And it's not just a difficult time in my life. I have burnout. I'm done. Daughter's nooks. Like there is nothing left for me to give. And it's because of this trauma and it's because of these patterns that I learned growing up where I had to be a caregiver from a really young age and kind of be the parent in the household from a really young age in an emotional way. We need to take a look at our relationship because I am going to have to change how I show up in relationships and that's going to change the dynamic of our relationship. And it was scary and I felt vulnerable And I felt guilty, to be quite honest, like I'm putting this on him and he's already got like a whole life of his own and things to go through. And um, I was very fortunate that he was willing to, to look at this with me, to understand that our relationship container is allowing space for us to heal and to grow into the people that we need to be in that moment and he allowed me that space and I will forever be grateful but it wasn't easy I had to talk to some of my friends and tell them look you are calling me the whole time asking for business advice and asking for this advice and kind of trauma dumping on me and just talking to me about things without even asking me how I am how am I? You won't even ask me. Like literally some of my friends wouldn't have even asked me. Some family members wouldn't even have asked me how I was if I walked into a room. And I had to take a look at that and I had to speak to some of them and say, it's going to change. If you want to be friends with me, you got to give too. You have to invite me to things. You have to contact me first. You have to, you have to kind of put in effort into this relationship. I'm not going to sustain it on my own because that was my life growing up. I had to sustain really fundamental relationships in my life on my own because my caregiver did not have the capacity to meet me halfway emotionally. And I was just repeating that pattern over and over and over again. So you need to take a radical, honest look at what you did to create that burnout, whether it's professional burnout, whether it's caregiver burnout, whether it's physical burnout, what did you do? And then where is there an imbalance in your life that you might need to start creating balance in? 
it's, it might be difficult and it might be freaking intimidating and it might be a bunch of awkward conversations, but I promise you there are people in your life that want to show up for you. And if there aren't, you will attract the people you need. But as long as the people who are just taking from you, who are not seeing you, who are not meeting you halfway, who are not investing in you and loving you and, and giving to you are in your life, those amazing relationships can't come in. That amazing job offer can't come in. Kyle Cease always says, we, we can't, we can't see what we'll gain. We can only see what we'll lose. And that makes us so afraid of, of losing anything in this life, even if it's something that kills us. And I want to encourage you today. And I want to just have you open up your mind to the possibility that if you let go of something that you truthfully took a look at and you see that it's not balanced or it's not working, if it falls away, have the expectation that now there is a space for something better to fill and focus on that. Focus solely on that. So take a radical look at your life. Be truthful. See where did you contribute and where is there an imbalance? And like I said, in my case, I needed to, to look at the relationships in my life, which was pretty great because that's kind of where a lot of transits happened in in my chart in astrology. So I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> but, um, another thing that I wanted to say that I did to, to start healing from my burnout that made a very big difference is saying no more often. Now, Lord, people pleaser, codependent, parentified Melissa did not understand the meaning of no. People called me an empath as well. And if you, if you relate to that term and if you understand what that might mean or a highly sensitive person, then you understand that saying no can be one of the hardest things to do because you genuinely care. And the more I healed over the years, the more I realized that there is a version of me that doesn't even want to say no. I really do want to show up in the best capacity that I can, especially for people who need me in that moment. But saying no is a powerful thing. Saying no is taking your power back. Saying no will be one of the biggest steps you can take to start healing your burnout. Because in whatever capacity as someone who is experiencing burnout, so I freaking know, I know you, you didn't say no often enough. And I was a little, like, I like to call it a yes slut. So I would just say, yes, 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 yes. And I would end up like completely overwhelmed or I would end up in situations where I didn't want to be. It wasn't my highest. It wasn't aligned with me. I had to make kind of any time that I have to justify why I'm doing something, I'm always like, why are you doing this if you're justifying being here? Carl always says the things that are like a yes, that are aligned with your soul in life, you never need to justify. You never need to justify that. Why? Like having your pets, I don't need to justify having Blitz and Maya. Like they just add to my life. But there were certain projects that I was saying yes to and certain opportunities and certain clients and certain friendships and certain relationships that I was saying yes to that I needed to justify. 
Yes, they treated me badly, but maybe they had a bad day. Yes, she never really greets me when I get into her house, but maybe that's just her childhood trauma. Yes, it's not really aligned with a vision for my business, but I'll get money for it. All of those things came like crashing down upon me when I started healing my burnout. And I realized I never say no in a powerful way. And I started doing that. And it was quite difficult. And I had to say no today. I literally had to say no to someone today and say, no, I'm sorry. I don't really want to help you think about this. If you want my professional advice, schedule a coaching session with me. But I have got so many things on my plate right now. I can't just have you dump your entire business plan on me. You can figure it out yourself. Otherwise, Google, otherwise resources. But no, I can't just have a 40 minute phone call with you in the middle of the day because it suits you right now. So that's not exactly how I said it. That's not how I phrased it, but that's what I meant. And it might sound harsh, but it's just the people pleaser in you that thinks it sounds harsh because that person was like, oh, yes. Oh my goodness. The, the timing that I called you was perfect for me, but I didn't even ask you if you could speak. Um, absolutely, I'll schedule a call with you. Just send me your link. I'll definitely do that because I'd love your undivided attention with us. And it turned out great. Now, I'm not saying that every single time you're going to say no, it's going to turn out great. It's not. (laughs) Believe you me, it's not. But you say no for you. And you say no, and this is the mind shift that I want you to make. You say no to create more space in your life for the things you want. You say no to create more space in your life for the things that you want. So saying no is a big, big thing. The next thing that I want to encourage you to do, which can be really, really difficult when you are experiencing burnout, is taking care of your physical body. It might feel like the last thing you want to put on your list, but as a health coach and a human being who has been passionate about this little flesh suit that I came into for years, I've seen the difference in my life as a health coach by still having these really great habits and rituals in my life that I've formed over years just carry on throughout my burnout journey. And I've seen the difference that it made in my life. I'm not special. There's nothing like crazy, like different about me. I just have really solid habits and rituals when it comes to my physical health. Things like meditation, understanding that some days meditation is going to be the most difficult thing that you can do, but maybe just sitting in silence or taking a walk or doing an active meditation, journaling, getting your thoughts out onto paper, seeing what's actually going on inside your heart. Doing breath work. Breath work is so important. I absolutely love yoga. And I believe that yoga and the type of yoga that I do not only helps to regulate your nervous system and balance your endocrine system, but it's, it's a, it's a physical practice that allows you to tune into your body. Not just allows you to change your body, but actually allows you to tune into your body. So if you want to learn about yoga, there are so many people who know way more than me, especially people who grew up in that culture, who grew up with yoga as a practice, not just this westernized, let me 
twist myself into a pretzel type of yoga, but people who actually grew up with it, it's part of their culture, it's part of their identity. Go and learn from those people. Learn how yoga can transform your life and and absolutely have appreciation for the amazing gift that they gave us here in the West to share that with us. Another thing that has really helped me is the way that I eat. I love... (laughs) I love eating intuitively. So that meant some days just, as I said, having a glass of wine and having a pizza and, and not really caring about, um, the things that I know would serve my body the most, but absolutely being aware of the energy that I was in, always blessing my food and trying to, not even trying to, it's not even effort, but really being aware that the food that I put into my body will become my body and the food that I put into my body will send off signals in my entire body that will send off certain hormones and put certain processes in place and that if I was really intelligent, it comes down to intelligence this one, if I was really intelligent at this time, I would put things into my body that would serve it most of the time. And that would tip the scales in my favor. I absolutely believe that. So as much as I could, I would eat foods that I know bio-individuality is key here. So I just want to add that, that I know would serve me. Lots of superfoods, a lot of fresh foods, a lot of foods that would just serve my body. And then obviously things that are just part of who I am, movement. So I don't want you to think about movement in regards to, I need to go to the gym for 30 minutes a day. Go to the gym. Absolutely. It's a social experience. You get to connect with other people. You get to be in a room with other people. We, we are social beings. Do that. If it makes you feel strong. But if you're in burnout and you feel like that's the last thing you want to do, stretching is perfect. Walking around your house is one of the best habits that one of my mentors, Marna Kutsia, taught me. Just walk barefoot around your house. Ground on the earth, spend time in nature, stretch, breathe. We come from the earth. We are a part of nature. If you look at your burnout journey, you might have disconnected from her. Go back. Sit outside if you can, if it's safe. I know I grew up in um, apartment buildings and I was like, where can I sit outside? Just look at the sunsets. Just have a plant inside your house that you can care for. Spend time in nature as well and move your body there. It's one of the best things you can do. It's something that I really focused on. Then there are other things that I'm going to go through quickly before I get to my last point, because I think I've just spoken for way too long in this episode already, but taking time off alone was really, really powerful for me. Even if it was just like hours alone, afternoons alone. Spending time alone is really, really powerful because you get to know yourself better. If you're one of those people who never want to be alone, I want you to go and look at your trauma. I want you to go and and see what is up there because being able to be alone with yourself and your thoughts with nothing to do, nothing to read, not scrolling on social, doing nothing except being with yourself is a powerful practice, especially if you're going through burnout. Identifying immediate changes that you can make can be really overwhelming, but small things make a big difference. 
think about just maybe going to bed earlier. I know that was one of the immediate changes that I committed to make. I would go to bed whenever I was tired. And if I needed to nap during the day, I would. And if the only time I had was like, say at lunch, I would eat lighter and quicker and I would take that nap if I could. Because I knew that when I was really deep into my burnout, I had fatigue and insomnia and it was horrible. So I was always tired and I could never sleep. So that was a big thing for me. Next up, you need to take a break from the things that trigger you. So in my case, it was something like social media. We live on a polarity planet. So anytime that you put your attention onto anything on this planet, you activate the positive and the negative side, if I could put it that way. So if you're in a state where you are not showing up as your best and your energy is really low, you might be more inclined to see the negative on a platform like social media. And you might be inclined to judge yourself. Why aren't you achieving as much? Why aren't you living that life why aren't you and your mind will go there where if you're in a more powerful state physically and mentally you might use social media as a great tool to to connect to an amazing network to see the beauty in life to encourage other people and celebrate their victories we live on a polarity planet and you need to identify things that might trigger you and just don't go there. If there are certain friends that really just drain you or trigger a certain thing in you. Just don't spend as much time around them for a while. You'll be fine. This is not forever, even though it might feel that way. But you need to live life a little differently for the time being to heal. I really want you to... Oh, no, really want you is not even the right word. I want to encourage you, I would rather say, as I hear my, my dog howl in the background. I want to encourage you to realize that you might never go back to the person you were. Your burnout might be like 2020. You might never be the person you were before you got burnout. And you might never operate in the same way that you did before you got burnout and that that opportunity might be the biggest healing that you can do understanding that the way that you showed up for your life and for yourself was not serving you in any capacity and realizing that one of the biggest things you can do to heal is to create a whole new identity and a whole new way of living life a new way of scheduling your day a new way of going about relationships a new way of exercising your physical body a new way of showing up at work maybe even a new workplace whatever it is you need to change it at that level too it can make you feel really powerless. Burnout can make you feel so powerless and you might feel like life is just rushing past you and you can't keep up and, and you might feel in the middle of burnout that everyone's just going on and you feel stuck and you feel like you need to pause, pause. Nothing in nature blooms all year around. Nature ebbs and flows. It has seasons there is daylight and then there is nighttime and there is beauty in all of it. And if you find yourself in the middle of burnout or an imbalance in your life, honor that season too. And if you can find yourself really accepting 
as Dr. Shafali Tavari would say, the isness of your life, the isness of your situation. Not resisting it anymore, not wanting it to be different, just accepting what is. You will make strides in a positive direction or in a direction of healing, let me put it that way, that you cannot imagine. This episode was different than I planned. I don't want you to feel like anything that I shared today you need to do. As I said, always, always ask your healthcare provider or your therapist or your health coach or your mentor what would be right for you. And above all of the advice that you can get from anyone, tap into your soul, tap into your spirit, tap into what you know is best for you because 10 to 1, you didn't listen to that part of you for quite some time. And that got you into this position in the first place. Your soul is always speaking to you. Your spirit is always available for conversation. Is one what one of my mentors used to say. Speak to yourself to listen to yourself. To have that channel be open. And lastly... I want to invite you to really believe that this is an opportunity to transform. That this may be one of the best things that have ever happened to you because you get to create a whole new life that will not lead to burnout again. You get to create a whole new way of being, a whole new way of doing things that might just be amazing. As Carl C. says, we don't know what we'll gain. We can only see what we'll lose. In this burnout journey, you might feel like you're only looking at what you're losing and what you may have lost. But I want to encourage you that as you take one step forward every day, one step at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, some will be great, some will be terrible, like today was for me, today was not lekker. You will see, looking back, that you have started to heal. If you decide that you are open to healing, it's always your choice. This is not who you are. It's something that you're experiencing. As I learn more, as I grow more, I will share with you. There might be a part three, who knows, maybe a part four, five of my burnout journey. But this is where I am now. These are the things that made the biggest difference in my life and in my healing journey now. And thank you for being here. I'd love to learn more about you. If you're going through burnout, share it with me. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, share. Definitely subscribe. And if you want to share this episode with someone that you think it might serve. And above all else, just know that I am very, very grateful for you listening to this episode and I'm very very happy that you are born and that you are here on this earth because I know that if you're listening to this podcast episode you are bringing light into this world because those are the people that I called in to be a part of the Life Prof community and I'm very grateful for you. Love you, have a beautiful day and we'll talk again soon. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and taking the time to invest in yourself and in your future. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with us by leaving a positive review or tagging us in a post or in your stories. Share one thing that stood out or inspired you to live your everyday life better. This helps us create more meaningful episodes for you to enjoy. If you're not already following us on social media, be sure to follow at The Lifecraft for more inspiration and tools to help you live your most powerful life. And remember, you always have the power to craft a better life for yourself, and we are here to help you do just that. We'll connect again in the next episode, and until then, keep creating a life that you're excited to wake up to. We enjoy bringing you interviews from experts and everyday people so that they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them on their journey towards a better life. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and myself, the host, should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and is given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal or other advice that you believe might work for you. Lifecraft is not responsible nor liable for your decision when implementing anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Lifecraft or Melissa Lane personally and are meant as information and general education only.